Welcome to episode 63, The Truth About a Wealth Tax. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as a wealth tax, gold and sound money, the idea of a social credit score, red flag laws, or mass shootings come up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Or if you're tired of arguing with your friends you want to find something to agree on, share episode 59 with them. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a minute and scroll down on the podcast page and give it a five-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com. The easiest way to stay up to date on the podcast is to subscribe to it on iTunes or Google Play Music. It's also available on Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean. And finally, the video version of the podcast are available on YouTube, bitshoot.com, and brighton.com, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash truthquestpodcast. The reason this topic is in the news is because Democratic presidential nominees are pushing for one of these so-called wealth taxes. This really is nothing new, as in recent years, we've seen prominent Democratic members of Congress float the idea of tapping into America's retirement accounts, their IRAs, their 401ks. The wealth tax is just the latest iteration of Democrats' efforts to get your money. So let's get started with what a wealth tax is. Elizabeth Warren is pushing a 2% annual tax on those with a net worth over $50 million. Democrats are eager to tap into that reported $3.8 trillion in unrealized gains in stocks, investments, real estate, private businesses, and artwork in order to fund things like universal child care, technical school, community college, four-year college, cancel student debt, expand health care coverage, combat climate change, increase welfare payments, and fight income inequality. Aren't these Democrats compassionate? These wealth taxes have been described as estate taxes on steroids because they are collected annually rather than once at the end of life. Advocates argue that there is a major need for tax increases, and that need must of course be borne by the most fortunate Americans. They claim that there are central public investments needed and crucial safety nets that must be preserved, all of which will require more money. They will then usually launch into a diatribe about combating income inequality. It's kind of like a throw-in. All of this is a bunch of poppycock liberal bullshit. In a moment, I'm going to present a laundry list of arguments against the wealth tax. But before I launch into that, I have two standalone arguments that I want to make. Two arguments that are rarely made when discussing issues like this. The immorality and unconstitutionality of a wealth tax. Let's address the morality question first. We all agree that stealing is wrong. It's immoral, so to speak. I assume that's not a radical conclusion to draw, but who knows these days. Have you ever heard the expression, taxation is theft? Why do some characterize taxation that way? Well, because it kind of is. It's the involuntary taking of your stuff, your money. And if you don't comply, you can be incarcerated against your will at the point of a gun by a government official. The definition of stealing is taking someone's property without their consent or wrongfully taking away of someone's property. So you may not agree with the characterization of taxation as theft. I know I had a difficult time when I first heard that line of reasoning, but I now understand it to be true. So essentially I make the argument that any type of involuntary tax, i.e. income or wealth tax, is immoral. I choose to pay a sales tax by buying the product that's taxed. 
I do not choose to pay an income tax. Secondly, this wealth tax is nothing more than another tool wielded by the left to divide and conquer the electorate. Rich versus poor, the 1% versus the rest of us. It tends to work the way, that way because there's more non-wealthy people than wealthy, so why not pander to the masses? They are purposefully driving a wedge between people by injecting envy and jealousy into their conversations. That is the very definition of immorality. No one voting for this type of tax is going to have to pay for it because it impacts such a small minority of people. These politicians are no different than your average bank robber. Remember the quote from the famous bank robber Willie Sutton? When asked why he robs banks, he replied, because that's where the money is. Well, why single out rich people with an unfair punitive tax? Because that's where the money is, stupid. A thief is a thief regardless if they are the common criminal or an elected one. I particularly love the characterization of the rich as fortunate. We need to tax the most fortunate among us, is the chant. What does that even mean? And are these people fortunate or diligent? I mean, do they work their ass off to build their wealth, or are they just fortunate? Does it matter which? It's none of the government's business, nor are they entitled to the fruits of its citizens' labor. It's outrageous. As stated in a recent Bloomberg article, Warren's wealth tax would be an abuse of government power. It is the tax code equivalent of looting mansions. What is wrong with the way these 75,000 families made their money? Referring to the small minority of the rich supposedly impacted by this tax. Back to the Bloomberg article. Why should we have special tax rules for a tiny fraction, 0.06% of households? End quote. Think about it. How much taxes have these 75,000 families already paid? How many foundations and charities have they already funded? Isn't that enough? It's immoral for the government to target one segment of the population and use the tax code to punish them. A just tax, if there is such a thing, should be levied evenly as on a percentage basis on everyone, so everyone bears the burden of government's largesse, not just one group. Well, what about the constitutionality argument in regards to a wealth tax? Well, let's start with the incessant list of programs that these loony leftists want to fund. Universal child care, free higher education, the cancellation of student loan debt, the expansion of health care coverage. I thought Obamacare took care of that. Anyways, combat climate change, increase welfare programs, and fight income inequality. What do all these have in common? <laughs> you guessed it. When performed or funded by the federal government, they're all unconstitutional. So that should be the end of the conversation. That is, if we do not live in a post-constitutional America. The individual states are free to pursue insane spending initiatives. California, Illinois, and New Jersey have done just that, and they are doing just fine financially. That was a bit of sarcasm, in case you didn't notice. Let's talk about these crucial safety nets that need to be preserved, all of which are unconstitutional when funded by the federal government. Consider the unconstitutional Social Security program. It's bankrupt. Why? Because the federal government turned it into a Ponzi scheme and squandered it. Listen to episode 8 if you want to hear more about that. What about Medicare and Medicaid? Well, it's inefficient, they're full of waste, fraud, and abuse, which of course always happens when people are charged with spending other people's money on other people. All of the programs these self-righteous demagogues claim they want to fund with these wealth tax dollars are unconstitutional. So right off the bat, the reason for the tax is null and void. Therefore, the tax is null and void. You can't pass a tax to generate money for unconstitutional programs. That is the very definition of nullification. 
Listen to episode 23, The Truth About Nullification, if you're curious about that concept. If you're not convinced by the argument that the proposed spending initiatives are unconstitutional, therefore the wealth tax itself is unconstitutional, how about this one? The wealth tax itself is unconstitutional. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows the federal government to tax wealth. The only reason they can tax income is because of the 16th Amendment. Constitutionally speaking, all direct taxes, that is, all taxes paid directly to the federal government, as opposed to an indirect tax like a sales tax or a tariff, all direct taxes must be apportioned to the states or divided up. Basically, the federal government says to the states, hey, we need X billion dollars in order to do X, Y, and Z, like fight a war or something. The states were required to send the money based on their population. So if California had 15% of the country's population, they were tasked with sending the feds 15% of the assessed money. It's up to the individual states to figure out how to extract those dollars from their citizens. Because the founders knew the direct taxes, like the wealth tax, can easily be abused, they set up this system of apportioning the proceeds to the states. See Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution. And in Article 1, Section 8, it discusses indirect taxes and makes it clear that those types of taxes must be uniform throughout the United States, meaning it needs to be the same throughout the United States. So take the gas tax, for example. If it's 53 cents a gallon, it's 53 cents a gallon in South Carolina, it's 53 cents a gallon in Utah. One final note of the constitutionality of the wealth tax, the 16th Amendment says this, the Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. So you can see what they did here. They added taxes on income because Article 1, Section 8 says the Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excise. And it continues with, but all duties, imposts, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. So we added the word income as taxable. Then they specifically state from whatever source derived, and they withdrew the requirement to apportion the tax. They overrode the three main requirements for a direct tax, which is fine. At least they went through the amendment process to do it. Modern-day Democrats just run to the courts to do their bidding instead of actually going through the rigorous process of convincing the American people to ratify a constitutional amendment, i.e. Obamacare, uh, the establishment of the Department of Education, abortion, welfare programs, student loans, labor laws, infrastructure spending, all that stuff. Sorry for the digression. Back to my point. That phrase, from whatever source derived, is important in this wealth tax debate because a wealth tax is a tax on the source. The 16th Amendment does not permit taxing the source of, a we of wealth, i.e. whatever comprises your net worth, the valuation of a business that you own, plus your homes, plus your airplane, plus the value of your artwork, your investments, etc., so clearly, the wealth tax is unconstitutional. So let's dive into that laundry list I mentioned earlier. The wealth tax is stupid, short-sighted, punitive, impractical, unnecessary, proven to be ineffective historically, is a privacy violation, defies the laws of economics, and requires us to ignore the track record of the federal government. Okay, so let's get started. Why is it stupid? Because you are forcing the wealthy to divest part of their net worth every year. Do you really think the wealthy are going to take this lying down? Unlike the poor, they have the means to leave the jurisdictions of the United States. Can these people not stop and look at the consequences of their actions before they propose toxic policy prescriptions? Tax avoidance and evasion schemes will become prevalent. 
Another reason I say the wealth tax is stupid is because those who advocate for this trash claim that they want to combat income inequality. Question. How exactly is that achieved by taking money from a rich guy and wasting it on selected social programs? How does that reduce the so-called income inequality gap? There's no net change in the income of anyone due to a wealth tax. You're draining the net worth of one in order to fund social programs. If anything, such a tax will result in the loss of income for those folks who live downstream of the so-called one percenters. I'll explain this shortly. These people claim that at a time of increased inequality, it seems natural to fleece the rich. No, it doesn't. What definition of inequality are they talking about? Why don't they just come out and say it? We want to forcibly redistribute money from one citizen to another by the threat of prison. Here's another reason the wealth tax is stupid. Consider this. We already have an estate tax, which is essentially an end-of-life tax on wealth. So the privilege of giving your money away is taxed. And now, now they want to tax you annually for the privilege of holding on to your wealth while you're alive. That's stupid. Why is the wealth tax short-sighted? As Daniel J. Mitchell explains, the wealth tax is a war on wealth. A war on wealth is a war on capital. A war on capital is a war on productivity. A war on productivity is a war on workers. See, workers get paid based on what they produce for their productivity. When you kill productivity, you kill wages. There's a great story about Milton Friedman visiting, I think, the Soviet Union or some other communist country. He went to the work site where men were digging ditches with shovels. Freeman supposedly asked the government official overseeing the work why these men weren't using heavy equipment to dig the ditches. The official responded, because this is a jobs program. The use of shovels employs more men. Freeman responded, well, why don't you give them spoons instead? That is exactly what happens when you drain money from the private sector and give it to the government sector. Instead of the rich guy investing in a company or conducting research and development on some new technology or improvement on some current equipment, which in turn will make the workers who use that new technology or equipment more productive and therefore more valuable in the workforce and therefore eligible to earn more money, we just send the money to D.C. to be pissed away. I mean, really, what do you think will happen to the economy as a whole as a result of the confiscation of this supposedly inconsequential amount from the wealthy each year? More on that in a minute. This is just typical of the left. They never allow a discussion of the consequences of their proposals, whether it be Obamacare's impact on the insurance and healthcare industries, or the impact on the low and no-skill workers when minimum wage is increased, or the impact on the economy from a carbon tax, or gun-free zones, or open borders, or the elimination of electoral college or moving student loans out of the hands of private banks and into the federal government's hands, or allowing men who identify as a woman to use women's bathrooms, we are not allowed to discuss the consequences of any of those policies. As you're going to see here in a minute, European nations that have implemented the wealth tax are abolishing them. Can we examine why that is? Hell no. Why is the wealth tax punitive? I want to answer this question with a question. Why are we punishing people and confiscating their wealth, especially the most fortunate, the most financially successful among us? I've already argued that taxation is theft, specifically involuntary taxes. What is more punitive than being stolen from? Consider this often cited scenario under the wealth tax by Larry Summers. Quote, it is important not to be misled by the 2% annual rate. A 50-year-old who has accumulated a substantial fortune can expect to pay more than half of it 
in taxes before she dies. Imagine that wealthy person invests in 10-year treasury bonds with a 2.4% return. The wealth tax would extract two of that 2.4% return each year. Combined with income taxes levied at a 40% rate, the wealth tax would make the effective tax rate on capital income well over 100%. And then at the end of life, you would come to the estate tax. It will undermine business confidence, reduce investment, degrade economic efficiencies, and punish success. End quote. Don't we want more rich people? Don't you aspire to be rich? Don't, don't rich people buy stuff? Stuff that is assembled, sold, distributed, and maintained by people who are employed and earning money? Don't rich people invest in and manage businesses that employ other people? I mean, what exactly are these people doing that is so detrimental to society that they must be singled out and punished? As you have seen, what a wealth tax really is, is the tax on the creation of new wealth. As you siphon off more and more from the rich, so goes the potential investment in the economy as a whole. As I've just mentioned, the government is competing with the private sector by confiscating those dollars, which otherwise would be available for investment in the economy at large. Oh, and if the rich try to flee the United States and avoid being fleeced by a wealth tax, guess what? There's an exit tax, one that is made more punitive by Warren's wealth tax than currently exists. See, if you try to flee the country, the current law requires you to obtain a valuation of your entire portfolio, your net worth, so to speak, and pay taxes on it. Then you can leave. Warren's proposal jacks the amount up even further. I mean, it's the equivalent of the Berlin Wall. Instead of being shot when you leave, you get hustled and swindled by an aggressive, entitled, tyrannical government. The bottom line is the tax code should not be used to penalize any group of citizens. Why is the wealth tax unnecessary? Well, they could just cut spending on all the other unconstitutional shit or all the wasteful programs that use that money and use that money for all their new unconstitutional shit. Hell no. They won't do that. They must grow government. It must never shrink. Why is the wealth tax proven to be ineffective historically? Did you know that in 1990, 12 countries had wealth taxes? And only three still do today? Spain abolished it in 2008, Sweden in 2007, Finland, Iceland, and Luxembourg in 2006. And why are we proposing the adoption of a losing fiscal policy? The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development recently assessed wealth taxation and concluded that, quote, from both an efficiency and equity perspective, there are limited arguments for having a net wealth tax, end quote. Of the three countries with a wealth tax today, two, Norway and Spain, raise an average of 0.3% of GDP. Only Switzerland raises 1% of GDP. Keep in mind, Switzerland has no capital gains taxes, very low property taxes, and in many regions, no estate tax. And in some regions, 30% of Swiss taxpayers pay the wealth tax, which is fundamentally different than the wealth tax proposed by Warren. Instead, she only wants to hit a very small percentage of people because she knows if she proposes a wealth tax in which everyone paid something, even if all they owned was a car, a bike, or some furniture, she'd be run out of office. It's easier to demonize and steal from the so-called rich. Why is the wealth tax a privacy violation? Look, if the Supreme Court can create a constitutional right of privacy out of thin air like they did in Griswold v. Connecticut in order to strike down an anti-contraception law, 
And that right, that privacy right, can then be used to justify the infanticide epidemic here in the United States known as pro-choice, then surely it would not be a great leap in logic that forcing the so-called wealthy to open their books on an annual basis to the IRS is clearly a violation of that right to privacy. Listen to episodes 16, 46, and 47 if you want to learn more about their right to privacy. That's the truth about the Supreme Court and the two episodes I did on the Roe v. Wade opinion. Do not count me in on one to assume that a wealth tax, if passed, will be struck down by the courts. Liberal judges, and Chief Justice Roberts, will wordsmith and perform whimsical mental gymnastics in order to craft an opinion to meet the liberal politicians' needs. It's how the left wing imposes their unpopular policies on the American people. They've been using the courts in this manner for decades. How does the wealth tax defy laws of economics? Did you know that there's two ways to harvest apples? You can pick them, or you can chop down the tree. Wealth taxes are the economic equivalent of chopping down the tree. Instead of harvesting apples, these idiots and reckless Democrats are harvesting money from the rich. And guess what? It'll only happen once. Why won't the ultra-wealthy allow themselves to be fleeced year after year? Economics. See, there's a law of economics that the left conveniently ignores when it suits them. It's called the impact of taxes. What you tax, you get less of. Tax cigarettes and marijuana, and what do you get? Fewer purchases in the open market, and more in the black market. Tax soda, and what do you get? Fewer people buying soda in that jurisdiction, i.e. Philadelphia, and buying it in the next town over. Raise the tax on gas, i.e. France, what do you get? Riots. If you tax wealth, what do you think will happen? Before I answer that, consider what wealth is. It's the accumulation of assets over a period of time. These assets are typically buildings, businesses, stocks, bonds, equipment, vehicles, intellectual property. How did they do that? They saved and invested. They accumulated over time. And now these self-proclaimed modern-day Robin Hoods like Elizabeth Warren want to siphon off their fair share of the value of these assets. By what authority are they entitled to another man's wealth? And don't give me this bullshit about people who inherited their wealth. You nor the government has any more rights to that money than you do to the first generation wealthy. Consider this. A wealth tax of 2% a year equates to 20% over the first decade. So you're purposefully shrinking the underlying asset or forcing the owner to pay the tax with their liquid assets, which are now no longer available for investment in the economy. So you are purposely undermining economic growth, which hurts the little guy looking for a job, which, come to think of it, maybe, maybe that's the point. Make people dependent on all the unconstitutional goodies being doled out by D.C. Make sure they continue voting for Santa Claus. I mean, the economic ignorance and willful negligence on the part of Warren and other Democrats who advocate for this shit is quite astonishing. So why does the wealth tax require us to ignore the track record of the federal government? Warren's current proposal is only on those who have a net worth of $50 million or more. In order to believe that our overlords in D.C. will never lower that threshold requires us to ignore history. Social Security was promised to only be around 2%. It's now over 12 The original income tax rate in 1913 was 1% of income over $3,000. It was only supposed to affect 3% of the population. Today, that rate tops out at what? 39%? And it impacts every single person who trades their time for money? By the way, it got as high as 91% at one point. What about the Patriot Act? 
It was sold to the American people as a very limited program to monitor foreigners. Fast forward 18 years and we have a vast high-tech surveillance state that routinely violates privacy rights on a scale that every dead dictator from the beginning of time would be envious of. What about government spending? Has it decreased over, say, the last 75 years? Mm, no, only after World War II. It's been up ever since. What about government agencies? Have we ever heard of a single federal agency being closed? Federal programs, taxes, edicts, by definition and historically speaking, always expand, increase, and proliferate. That's what happens when you spend other people's money on other people. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Who is to blame after decades and decades of federal government lies to the American people? You are a fool if you think the feds will keep the threshold of the wealth tax at the $50 million mark. And finally, why is the wealth tax impractical? Larry Summers put it this way, wealth taxation also raises practical questions. For example, issues of valuation. Is a partnership in a law firm wealth? How will illiquid assets like football teams or newspapers be valued? And issues of liquidity. If someone owns 1% of Uber, still a private company, she will owe roughly $20 million in taxes each year. But it's unclear where she'll get this money. She can't sell shares, and if involved with the operation of the company, is likely to be barred from borrowing against the value of the stock. Yeah, figure that one out, Elizabeth. To conclude, I would say this. Besides its immorality, its unconstitutionality, the fact that its implementation would be stupid, short-sighted, punitive, impractical, unnecessary, and despite the fact that they have proven to be ineffective, a clear violation of privacy, and the fact that such a tax defies the laws of economics and requires us to ignore the track record of the federal government, I see no problem with a wealth tax. Please join the conversation online at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.